Alright guys, this is Tone, this is Flagpost Sports, and this is On Deck. And it's been a while since we've talked. There's been some good, there's been a lot of bad. And we're going to get into what our Yankees need to do in order to do something. Just do something. Because it's getting to the point where we just don't know what we're doing anymore. It's just, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting absolutely ridiculous. This is yet another year, another full short ALCS year, another Aaron Boone mismanaging year, another Brian Cashman letting us down year, another Yankees breaking our fucking hearts year. Let's get into the good. It was a very good regular season for the most part, minus the last two months. We had the best record in baseball. Things were clicking. The magic was in the air again. Aaron Judge, 100%, the leader of the team, leading the league in almost every offensive statistic. 62 home runs, breaking the AL regular season record for home runs. Many believing it to be the legitimate home run record, including the person speaking to you right now. But look, that's all great. And it's all amazing. And we could talk about how well Aaron Judge did, which he did very well. He turned on a big contract, bet on himself, and absolutely fucking destroyed it. Destroyed it. And he's going to get, as Brian Cashman said, a bag. A bag of money. He's going to probably get bags of money, but we'll see if it's from the Yankees. We'll see what the Yankees do in the offseason as it progresses. And no matter what happens with Aaron Judge, there will be another podcast when that happens describing whether or not he's a Yankee and captain or he's gone and basically our entire team has gone to fucking shit. That tells you what I think about the importance of Aaron Judge. Okay. That being said. Okay, the good. We said the good we had for the most part, for the most season, the best record in baseball, which was amazing. It brought back all those feelings of the 90s, and it was just absolutely amazing, right? It got not so good towards the end of the year when the injuries started piling up. DJ LeMayu with his toe injuries. Anthony Rizzo, who was probably one of the most important guys in this lineup, minus Aaron Judge with his back issues. And just a lot of inconsistency with the offense at the end. But, again... For the most part, it was good. The last two months of the season, last month, they kind of got it back together, but let's be real. They got it back together because they were that bad. All right. So, let's just address the elephant in the room. A lot of the problems in the end were injuries, 100%. You can't blame Boone. You can't blame Cashman for the injuries. Because the injuries piled up. DJ LeMayu. No Anthony Rizzo for a long period of time. We lost Matt Carpenter. We had guys coming back from injury pitching-wise. Zach Britton went down. Raldis Chapman, ineffective, injured. Look, there was a lot of injuries. You can't blame that. It happens to every team. You can't say that this is the reason why we weren't winning. Every team has injuries to deal with it. But it definitely was a factor. 100, 100% hundred, hundred 
a motherfucking factor. What wasn't a factor was once we got to the playoffs. This team, who inserted Oswaldo Cabrera, who was thought to be one of the best prospects in the farm system, who turned out to be just an absolute fucking army Swiss knife. Wherever you put him in the lineup, he just played defense. He had one of the most assists in the outfield for a guy that's played basically a month and a half. Hitting was okay, but, you know, you can't expect too much for a guy that was just kind of thrown into things in the last month or so. You got Oswaldo, Oswald Peraza, who was thought to be the second best shortstop in the form system behind Anthony Volpe. And in my estimation, a little underused in the last month or so. Listen, Isaiah kind of Falefer, he did the best he could for the first 75% of the year, but let's face it, he, he wasn't used to this kind of role and this kind of pressure at the end. And look, he, he you could tell that he was feeling it and that, you know, he, he was he was faltering a little at the end. Peraza should have probably played a little bit more. Harrison Bader, who came in from St. Louis in the Montgomery trade. And, look, he, he had a good final couple weeks of the season. Obviously did very well in the playoffs. One of our more consistent and clutch hitters. So, you can't blame him for that, right? Um, look, that was good and that was great. And we got to the playoffs and then we played Cleveland in the ALDS. We had five days off to prepare for whichever team came out of this. Came down to the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cleveland, sorry, I said Indians. The Cleveland, it's the Indians. Let's not fucking, let's not go there. It's the Indians. They're Indians, people. It's not racist. I don't care what you say. But, as I always call them, the Guardians, the Indians, whatever you want to call them. They have a great pitching staff, and they have a nice young roster led by Jose Ramirez. And they gave the Yankees a lot of problems. The Yankees had a roster that, even though they had a lot of injuries, DJ LeMayo wasn't on there, Andrew Bentendi wasn't on there. Look, they had a good enough team to beat this team probably very easily. There's a lot of missteps management-wise. Boone was Boone. Boone, for whatever reason, I don't know why, once he gets to the playoffs or the end of the season, he just does not know what to do as far as managing this team correctly. And look, it was obvious he was a little above his head again in his fifth year as Yankee manager. But they had enough, and they won, and they beat the Guardians. And they moved on to the Astros. And they played the Astros, and this team looked like a team that barely won against the Guardians and put everything into that series and just had nothing left in the tank. Our pitching wasn't there. Our hitting didn't really show up. And the Astros, let's face it, they just overmatched us. Absolutely overmatched us. This is the team that you have to play and build your roster against. This is the team that's there every single year. And this is the team that you got to guide your team to win against. Back in the 90s, it was the Braves. Maybe in the Padres towards the end of the 90s. These were the teams that you knew were going to be there at the end of the year and that your team was built to beat. The Yankees, for the better part of the last six or seven years, for some reason just don't get this. They don't understand that the end of the road is going to come down to them 
if they get there. And the Astros. They will need to beat the Astros if they have any chance of going to the World Series. It's That's just a fact. That's not a what-if. That's happened every single time so far. And they've done nothing to address this. They've done nothing to get this team ready for the Astros. And it showed. They were swept in four games. They put up a little bit of fight. They had to lead in a couple of games. But what it comes down to is, can you finish a team like this? Do you have the depth? Do you have the pitching? And they had nothing. They had nothing to answer against the Astros. And it was obvious. It was just obvious. We were swept. It looked horrible. It was very bad. And now we have to go through another offseason. And another offseason where we're calling for Aaron Boone to be fired. Another offseason where we're calling for Brian Cashman to be fired. Boone signed a contract last year. He has another three years left. Cashman, his contract's up after this baseball season's over. And what are the Yankees going to do? What is their plan? How do they fix this team? Do they change the culture? Do they change the management? Do they change the coach? Don Mattingly, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. The the Marlins already said that they're not going to retain him. What do you do? What do you do? Well, Hal Steinbrenner, the very little that he ever says, already came out and said that, nope, I have no plans on changing the manager of this team. Which means, unless he has a sudden change of heart, it's going to be Aaron Moon for yet another, another lost season. So, who knows what's going to happen and what's going to happen with Cashman. They haven't announced anything with Cashman yet, but they did announce that on this Friday that they're going to have a press conference with the media. They've asked for media availability. And all that means is that they're just going to say that we failed. We're going to try harder. We're going to do the best we can to make this team more competitive. It's basically the same thing that we've heard year after year after year for the past every year since 2009. Since the dynasty years in the 90s and the early 2000s. This team deserves better. They make the most money of any Major League Baseball team. Forbes. Forbes says it. Not me. It's a fact. Why isn't this team spending like the Dodgers? The Dodgers, year in, year out, they go for it. They don't stop. They don't let up. They have an amazing roster, young talent, that they still add and they add. And they don't stop. They just add until they get a World Series. So they get the World Series. Consistent. Have the best record every year. Why don't we spend like that? Why doesn't Hal Steinbrenner spend the most? If George Steinbrenner was alive, you couldn't believe that he would not put up with a minute of this crap. The embarrassment of losing year after year to the same team over and over and over. But this is Hal, and it's not George. And this is where we live now. So, we have to live with what we have. But, Aaron Judge, he's a free agent. Who knows what's going to happen with him. 
and there's going to be a lot of other free agents. We have Jameson Tyone. Anthony Rizzo could opt out of his contract. There's going to be a lot of decisions that need to be made. If I'm the GM to the Yankees, what do I do? What do you do, Tom? Tell me. Tell me what you do. Number one, and this is no apparent order, you have to move Aaron Hicks. He had another abysmal season where he just played horrible. Top to bottom, offense bad, defense bad. And he may mean well, and I'm sure a lot of baseball players mean well, but when you're not performing, when you play for the Yankees and you're making 16 to $18 million a year, you can't be on this roster. You have to be moved. The next move, Josh Donaldson. I don't want to hear that he has elite defense. He did not have elite offense. His defense was maybe at best 75% of what an all-star third baseman should be. Is it better than we have? I don't know if it's better than Gio Sherla. He did have his moments, but he also had his moments where he didn't look good in the field. His offense was not good. This is a guy that was an MVP in this league, and he basically hit 15-40. and 40. He can't hit 15-40 and 40 and expect to be on the Yankees, especially playing third base. That's the position that we need to have output. What's another move you do? Rollins Chapman, not going to resign. Bye-bye. Not happening. We need to move on. Next move. What do we do? Clayber Torres had a better year this year playing second base. But he's young enough where you can move him to a different team. Get something out of him. And that's what you do. You got to make the move at second base because you do have a lot of young talent. You can move Oswald Peraza there. He could play there. And if you have Anthony Volpe, who's your number one prospect, you bring him up to play shortstop this year. You do not hold him out for another year. These are moves you need to make. These are moves that you have to make. And we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Whenever there's a move, whenever there's news, I'll be back. We'll have another podcast. But until then, this is Tone. This is Flagpole Sports. And this is on deck. Alright guys, this is Tone. This is Flagpole Sports and this is Yankees on deck. Let's get into it. Let's go. This is Tone, and this is a very special edition of On Deck, presented by Flagpole Sports. And we have a lot to get to. We have recapped off-season, previewed the new season. Now that we're a month away, it is now March 1st, exactly a month away from the start of the regular season for Major League Baseball and our beloved Yankees. And we have a lot to get into. And first... First, let's get into the offseason, and let's get into a big signing, a big re-signing from the biggest player, literally the biggest player, six-foot-eight player, and guess what? His name is Aaron Judge. He is the biggest free agent signing that this team has had, and yes, he is back, and now he's back. We got some news for that, but he signed a massive deal. Massive numbers, he's back, and he will be patrolling right field 
for the foreseeable future. And obviously that was a big resigning. And the Yankees could not afford to lose a guy like Aaron Judge. And, you know, without Aaron Judge, this team doesn't look the same. Yes, he got a nine-year, $360 million contract, the biggest contract the Yankees have ever given. But it's a contract they needed to give. They couldn't afford to lose a guy like Aaron Judge with his fielding ability, with his hitting ability, and just his overall leadership in the clubhouse. The Yankees signed him to a nine-year, $360 million contract, and not only did they do that, they named him, yes, I've been calling him for years, for years, and now we can officially call him the captain. Captain Aaron Judge. And for at least the next nine years, he will be the captain of the New York Yankees. And that was a big get. They needed to get him, and he is back. We didn't make another free agent signing. A few, actually. We re-signed his best friend on the team, Anthony fucking Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. Anthony. Anthony Rizzo. Number 44 is back. Is he 44? Nah. 48. He's 48. He's never going to take Reggie's number, even though Reggie's a fucking turncoat. And he went to Houston to be a fucking front-ring piece of shit. Whatever. Whatever. Rizzo's back. We also signed a big, big pitcher. Guy last year, I was saying that the Yankees should have got, and they should have gotten last year. Maybe things would have been a little bit differently, but they signed him, and they got Carlos Rodon. This guy is an absolute fucking ace. He's got amazing, amazing stuff. He had a great year for the Giants, and I know he's going to have a great year for the Yankees. He was a very good pitcher, remember, when he played for the White Sox. He was there. They let him go. Obviously, he wanted to get paid, and now he comes to the Yankees, and he slots in as our number two behind Cole, which arguably... Is he really number two to call? That's another discussion. That's another debate. But theoretically, it is Cole in one, Road on two, Nesta Cortez three back for another full season. Expecting a lot of good things out of him, even though he kind of sort of was going to play in the World Baseball Classic. And he kind of said, you know, I got an injury, so I don't really want to play in the World Baseball Classic. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Either way, he's back, and he's our number three. And behind him, obviously, is, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be a little bit of, of a, a stretch to get to number four or five. We thought Frankie Montes was our five. You know, we signed him. <clears throat> sorry, we, we, we traded for him from the A's, and absolutely nothing good has come since we fucking traded for him. Got injured. He's pitched like shit, and he may be lost for the season because he had exploratory surgery on his shit shoulder. Not, 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 not a good, good look. Got guys like Domingo Herman, Clark Schmidt, maybe like a Davey Garcia maybe could resurrect his career. It's going to be, it's going to be a stretch to see who gets into this rotation, but the top three is good. And it's looking bright. So we'll we'll just see how that goes at this point. But <clears throat> let's look to the field. Now, 
Well, actually, let's let's not. Let's go back to starting pitching. We did lose Jameson Tyone. He went to the Cubs. Pitched very well for us last year. Overall, as a Yankee, was up and down. The last couple of years, trending up. Will he be missed? Yeah, I mean, his output last year was pretty good. <clears throat> but, you know, hopefully with Rodon, that, that will shoulder a lot of what we're missing. Beer is back. And now back to the field. We got Jose Trevino as catcher for a whole year. We got Rizzo for a whole year. <clears throat> Glaber Torres is going to try to build on his 24 home run season. Even though there's a lot of talks of him maybe being traded. Maybe an upgrade. Maybe some guys here already. Like an Oswaldo Cabrera. Whatever. As of right now, Glaber Torres is our second baseman. <clears throat> Josh Donaldson. Back at third base. If he doesn't play well, I suspect that he will platoon with DJ LeMayu, who's coming into spring training, saying he's 100% not injured. We'll see what happens. Shortstop, the Yankees, for some fucking reason or another that I will never understand, resign IKF. Not to say that IKF had a bad season, but IKF is one of many, many loaded players in the shortstop position including Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera, and Baseball America, number five prospect, and Yankees top prospect, Anthony Volpe, who, as of this recording, who is about, what, five, six games in the spring training, is absolutely fucking dazzling, dazzling on the field and at the plate and looking like he belongs to be in the Major League Club. But... We'll see what happens with the shakeup. We'll see who makes it out shortstop. We'll see how the Yankees choose to proceed. I really don't have a ton of confidence in how the Yankees are going to play this out, even though, in my opinion, I think Anthony Volpe should start right now. I think he's got a lot of Jeter-esque vibes to him. Not to say that he is a Jeter, but that 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 excitement at that position hasn't been there since Jeter. And I think you should give this kid a shot. It's nothing but getting older and wasting time in the minors, and he deserves to at least take a shot. Left field, I, I I don't know I don't know what the plan is. Obviously, in my opinion, I think Osvaldo Cabrera should be in the outfield starting at the very least at left field. But for some reason, the Yankees could either couldn't or didn't want to get rid of Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks. I, I, I don't know if anybody actually listens to this on the Yankees. And if they do, I'm sorry to tell you this, Aaron, but you are a fucking bum. You are not good. You are past your prime. You had one and a half good years and one spectacular play against the Twins many, many years ago that you'll be remembered for. But past that, it's not great. It's not been great since then. You wanted to come out last year with that fuck you attitude, but, you know, what the fuck? What the fuck? Center field, <clears throat> we got Harrison Bader. Looked pretty fucking good from the short amount of time he played with the Yankees at the end of last year, especially in the playoffs. Aaron Judge, obviously, in right. And then you got Giancarlo Stanton, who this year, I think, is pretty much a make-or-break year. I know I've been saying this for years, and I know he's got a gigantic contract, but that contract is a little bit smaller now and looks a little bit more manageable to move. He's got to play the outfield. He's got to give the Yankees more leverage for DH. He can't just play DH 
three quarters of the season and the other quarter be injured and not put he's gotta play at least left field. Gotta. Right field, maybe give Judge a day off here and there. Even if he could learn to play first base, that'd be good. But you, you can't be handcuffed to DH, especially with a guy that obviously does not hit in the high 200s. He'll get you 20 to 30 home runs, 60, 70 RBIs, maybe 80, 90, and a good year. But how many good years has he actually had to the Yankee? The numbers are there. You can read them. They look the same. Whether you look at them or I look at them, they don't change. Look, DJ LeMayu is our utility guy. Uh, it's, he's older. Obviously, he's getting a little more injured here and there for the last few years. He could definitely play second base. He could definitely first base. He could play third base. He could DH. It gives you guys a little bit of room. He's your defin de definition of utility, but I think he's got to be out there more than not, especially with the fact that, you know, Rizzo's a little bit older. Glaber, you know, maybe he needs a spot rest here and there. Donaldson, obviously, you don't know what the fuck's going to have going with him this year. If he's going to come back and bounce back and be like an all-star caliber or what he did last year, which is almost nothing. We'll see. We'll see. Look, rotation is solid. Cole, Rodon, Cortez. Then you get to Seve, who's on a contract year. Hopefully, he stays healthy and he could give you a little bit of depth. He could do a little bit more than he did last year, but if he could give you 100 to 130 innings, get you 10 wins, I will be happy. And then the fifth starter right now, projected between either Domingo Herman or Clark Schmidt. I think, in my opinion, if I'm going to go as a betting person, which obviously we all know who I am, I'm going to say Domingo Herman probably gets a start. And you know what? I, I think he deserves it. I think he's been more consistent. I think he has a better talent. Even though Clark Schmidt looks impressive so far in spring training. Added a cutter to his repertory. Looks very good. But, listen, that's that's going to be uh, Boone the Goon. And I'm sorry, he's still not my favorite. I, I, I don't know where he lands this year. We'll see what happens. But we'll get to that as the season progresses. But that is his decision. Our closer. Do we really have a closer? Clay Holmes. Maybe. Maybe. We let Rollis Chapman go between his attitude and let's just let's just you know call it what it was. He was playing like shit the last year and a half, and really when it mattered for for that mat that fact I should say, you know when he really needed to turn it on. Think about how many big home runs he's given up, how many big hits he's given up. You know he was our closer, but you know he was our closer by by thought really, not really by actions. He wasn't really there. Hopefully, Johnson Luizaga bounces back and he has a season like he did a couple years ago. Peralta obviously had a great season last year. Hopefully, he you know replicates that. Lou Trevino, before he got hurt, he looked great. He had a great ERA. Marinaccio, his second season. Hopefully, he expands on what he did last year. Michael King, who we lost by injury. Hopefully, he looks good. We did get back, and this is this is something I was very happy to see. Tommy Canely, this guy, if you guys, and this is the OG Yankees from like 1918, this guy was lights out. He had electric shit. He could throw 90s, high 90s. He had movement, and he had an attitude. Coming out of the bullpen, though, just, you, you couldn't just root for him. You just had to root for him. 
and he's back. Albert Abreu. We got our guy Greg Weissert coming in. Davey Garcia hopefully maybe makes the bullpen. This is his make or break year. I think he's out of options, and, you know, the Yankees going to have to make some decisions if he doesn't look early on. But we have the next two weeks or so to figure that out, and we'll see where that goes. Pitching staff is pretty much the same. Hitting is pretty much the same. But, look, this is the Yankees. And hopefully for what they did last year, which they looked amazing, amazing in the first half of the season. They kind of faltered from, you know, the All-Star break on. They were able to put it together, get into the playoffs. They did win a series, but they just looked gassed. They looked gassed by the time they got to Houston. Houston obviously lost some stuff. They lost Verlander, who was their Cy Young pitcher. And look, I don't know how long that, that team, their, their core is getting a little bit older. Who knows how long they keep producing. Maybe this is the year the Yankees finally overtake Houston. Those fucking pieces of shit. Houston asterisk. But that's going to be for the conversation down the road. We're going to try to get you some new podcasts every few days. Hopefully get you one or two episodes a week. You guys got to get you info. Get you that up-to-date information for our Yankees. And hopefully, in my opinion... With this team, I think they are at least a 95 to a 99 win team. I, I truly believe with the pitching staff, they could definitely get to their hitting. Hopefully, it comes around like it did last year, and they don't struggle like they did a couple years ago. But if they could replicate with this pitching staff, they could definitely get to that point. And I think they have the tools to do it. But for now, that's the Yankees. And this is us, and we will be back soon to talk about the updates in spring training. And this is Tone, and this is On Deck, and this is presented by Flagpole Sports. Let's go, baby.